Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your shows, your programs. I'm Johnny Venerable. Joined, as always, my good friend, Bo Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. We are, what, two and a half weeks away, NFL draft, and uh, got a little tasty nugget from our guy, Adam Schefter, this morning, Bo, pertaining to our precious Redbirds. And a supposed six teams, at least, maybe minimum, that are interested in pick three. What do you make of it? At least six teams, according to old Shefty. I mean, it's interesting. It's like we kind of knew this. We've been talking about it. Not as big a national story, but people starting to get into it as we are two and a half weeks away from the first round of the NFL draft kicking off. Of course, we got our draft party over at Four Peaks. Shameless plug there. But, you know, Schefter basically saying at least six teams have inquired about the Cardinals trading up to their third overall pick. In the upcoming 27th NFL draft per league sources, Cardinals still mulling whether or not to move the pick or make it. Now, I disagree with the end of this. I think that Adam Schefter is is uh, being professional and saying, hey, they're trying to decide if they want it or not. I think it's it's just a matter of if not when or, you know, it's it, they're going to yeah. they're it's when not if right. They're, they're going to make the trade. It's inevitable that they're trading down. You, you said shameless plug for our draft party. We have no shame here. I'm going to go a step further. <laughs> this show is the first show to tell you what nobody else was telling you. The Cardinals' preference back at, during Radio Row, Super Bowl, and at the Combine was to trade down. They've wanted to trade down since they got that third overall pick, even when they maybe didn't know it. But when Monty Austin Ford took this job and simultaneously looked at the status of this roster, uh, it, it's obvious what they want to do. Now, what may not be obvious is the intent of this tweet. And I will play devil's advocate for a second because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, naughty Johnny, shame on me. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. It was, we, uh, you don't get fooled again. That's right. Uh, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, we got a tweet, not by this insider, but a different insider, friend of the program, Ian Rappaport, saying that the, the market for Diop, it's ramping up, baby. It's mm-hmm. ramping up. We're going to get resolution. Turns out, speculation was, did the Cardinals put this out? Did they want this talked about? The, the, the market for D-Hop has not ramped up. Newsflash. We're still sitting here, you know, holding our breath that it happens for the price that we all hope it happens for, if you hope that it happens. This seems uh, a little dicey. Now, uh, we've had it sourced on the show. At least three teams are, have called the Cardinals about pick three, one of which was Carolina. They moved up to one. So, it's easier for us to telegraph this as compared to that, if that makes sense. However, something doesn't sit right with this for me, Bo Brock. It's like, do the are the Cardinals getting offers, but maybe it's not the offers that they want? Are people trying to take advantage of Monty Austin for? I I want to believe that there are six plus teams calling and giving their firstborn to Monty Austin for them, <laughs> and he's just taking offers left and right. Right. But I've already seen this team try to play politics in the media and it not work out. I'm going to say that that rap sheet tweet and through no fault of rap sheet does a great job. That was a, that was a failure by the Cardinals. It did not do what they hoped it would do. So it's like, are they doubling down with Schefter in this period, two and a half weeks before the draft? I don't think so, but I, I at least wanted to pose it to you because 
There were a lot of naysayers on the Twitter streets, Bo Brock. They were saying, mm, Cardinals put this out there. What do you uh, think well, about that? They, they are the one. They actually are the final say in whatever they say goes, right? It has to be the truth. I read it on the internet. And yeah. Uh, yeah, might as well just shut down the conversation right now because if that's what the Twitter <laughs> streets are saying, then that is what is the good word. No, I'd, I'd say that regardless, that's a card you play. That's that's yeah. how you kind of negotiate these things. It, it happens. It happens in the public forums, and they do it through insiders and their sources. And, you know, the Cardinals, that's them playing that card right now. And, you know, and hopefully it's not like the DeAndre Hopkins if you're playing – Uno, you got the draw four as far as them yeah. playing that card with Ian Rappaport and nobody kind of calling their bluff. And that's unfortunate. And you've got a couple different variables with the DeAndre Hopkins situation where the third overall pick, you know, there's a few variables. Obviously, you've got, you know, who are the true quarterback hungry teams? Do they feel like the draft dominoes are going to fall like they want them to? You know, is it going to go CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or some sort of variation of that? And then that team waiting for Anthony Richardson uh, is going to make their make their jump, uh, and then you got the you got the op you got the like Charlie Day uh, wild card behind you, like always sunny in Philadelphia type character in the Indianapolis Colts, where they they could be completely content and taking Will Levis if they have to. Like they they aren't a team that seems like that strikes me as like one that's going to say, hey, we're going to make the best decision for our franchise. We're just going to try to bluff everybody out of here and just just take them how the chips may fall. That's 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 troublesome. Indianapolis, true wild card. I don't know how you can kind of gauge that. You got Seattle, who could be a, potentially one of those six teams, interdivision yeah. rival. That gets a little mus- messy. And then you've got the Raiders, obviously another organization that's a bit, you know, cavalier as far as how their business and football operations run. And then you've got like the Tennessee Titans, and you got to identify maybe a six team. Maybe the Lions are in there. Maybe yeah. Washington, another crazy organization. So you're not exactly dealing with with like savvy football run organizations here they they want a quarterback for a reason and things are going to get they're going to be a little murky until we get closer to the day it just seems like it's it's getting um, closer and closer to being a draft day trade at this point don't you feel like that too yeah and I, I don't like that i yeah. i would prefer it's before especially for our content. I want to be able to breathe a little bit when we're at Four Peaks and not be keeled over as I'm eating my, my chicken fingers, my chicken tenders <laughs> at Four Peaks. I want to enjoy and be able to telegraph exactly what's going on with this franchise, not, you know, potentially barfing up my premium beverages that I have before. That's right. Four Peaks. You, you want to be able to slug down that yes. green tea lager. That's right. And not think that uh, it's going to come up because you're going to be blown away by oh, Adam No, Schiff we only reporting. got a third. <laughs> <laughs> No, I. at the end of the day, the Cardinals will trade down. Book it. It's happening. It's going to happen. You want to know how I know that? Not only but I've been told that, but also they don't view these prospects as elite. There's not one elite prospect and then a big gap and then everybody else. They're all interchangeable, right? They all right. have around the same grade. So at the end of the day, if you can, I say, only get a third-round pick or a second or whatever from the Colts, and the Colts want to move up, you just fucking do that deal. Now, I don't think that's the deal inevitably that they're going to do, but they will take a pick or two if that's the minimum offer to move slightly down and still get a really good player to tout and showcase to their fan base, hopefully in new uniforms. That's going to happen. Hopefully. Whereas this this is separate from the Hopkins thing because, as you pointed out, I think there's fan backlash with that. There's the money aspect with it. There's Hopkins. Will he or won't he appoint to work out? Like, there's so many competing priorities. This is pretty clear. The Cardinals tell you 
They have a quarterback. They don't want pick three. They don't need pick three. There's nobody at pick three that they need. They can leverage that with other teams because they don't have to bullshit, you know, Indy or Vegas. They don't have to say, well, we really like Will Lev or Will Anderson Jr. We may just take people aren't stupid. You mm-hmm. leverage them against each other. Say, well, I just got off the phone with Jim Ursay, and you right. know he's liable to do anything. I got two firsts on the line the next two years. There's your leverage. So I don't I'm know with if that's the, leverage. Hey, well, I just they, got they, off the phone with Jim Ursay. He was telling me about how he was abducted by aliens and uh, <laughs> he's got a stick <laughs> guitar collection. Have you seen theory. that? I, I might get his guitar room if I trade my pick for him. But I, I feel like the second half, if you if you've seen the tweet, is like, or the Cardinals might decide to stay at three. Right. We're two and a half weeks out. If right. they were going to stay at three, they would stay at three. It would have come out if there was a generational prospect that they feel like can transform their defense or offense, they would take that player and say it's not worth trading down. But, uh, guys, we talked about it last week. Pete Prisco put out a tweet today saying Will Anderson Jr. is not on the level of Nick Bosa and those kind of edge rushers that have gone top three to five. Now, you may disagree, but we know that's how the Arizona Cardinals feel. That's not how Bo and I feel. At least I don't think that's how Bo feels. That's not how I feel. The Cardinals told people in the know, and we were told at Indianapolis, the Cardinals do not value Will Anderson Jr. as the best non-quarterback in this draft enough to pass up a, a trade. They could take a player before Will Anderson Jr. should they have the opportunity. Now, that would be batshit crazy, but that should just give you kind of a 3,000-foot view of, okay, this is how they're thinking. They're thinking, we yeah. need to get more picks by any means necessary. Right. Yeah, there's some Will Anderson Jr. Druthers out there. I call them the yeah. Will Sandersons. They are the Will Anderson stands. We love them. I want them they, in, there, yeah. in the desert. But, and and they think they take it as an indictment on the on the top defensive prospect in this draft because right. Jalen Carter fell out of grace because of off the field red flags and uh, deservedly so I think but you know Will Anderson's tape is really really good here's yeah. the not indictment indictment on him he's not generational right mm-hmm. and the Arizona Cardinals feel like the difference between Will Anderson and Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon or Tyree Wilson isn't that big of a difference, right? And if they can maybe uh, get in a nice haul of picks and trade down and get one of those prospects still, I think that that's what they prefer. So uh, you have no problem with that. You have to trust uh, your your new regime. You have to trust your new front office, your new scouting department as far as Monty Austin for Dave Sears. They've been doing it a long time. They earned a lot of respect throughout the NFL for it, and they earned their spot here at the Cardinals organization because of that. Uh, and Jonathan Gannon has a scouting background as well. So Arizona Cardinals, they're not in love with Will Anderson Jr. And if they feel like they can use that as an asset, then they will. Now, Albert Breer talked about exactly what you're saying in his mailbag today. And this is what we have. Producer Jacob put it together. Alabama pass rusher Will Anderson Jr. is the kind of safe pick, kind of the down the middle guy uh, to build a new program around. So I'd guess this will either be Anderson or someone coming up for a quarterback. So that's that's basically what the Arizona Cardinals are staring down. They can that's go. Guess, they that's can a guess. Stick. What's that? That's a guess. I mean, he's guessing there. He doesn't know. But that's what that's what we're basically right. You know, pontificating just, about. I mean, this is it's either you you stick and pick. You take the safe pick, who is the consensus guy, which is Will Anderson Jr. Yeah. Right, and you get a good player to start your rebuild with. But is that 
is that going to be enough to kind of to, to jumpstart this thing? Or do you trade down? You, do you take advantage of the quarterback hungry team, get the hall of picks and then hit on those and then expedite your rebuild? I mean, I think that's what everybody, everybody knows the score right now. And that's the, that's kind of the issue with Monty Ossiford, who's a first year general manager is, is people want to take advantage of him and he's, he's yeah. staying put. And he's not going to take the deal that he doesn't feel like he, he has to take just be, to take a deal right now. Because until he's on the clock and until he has to put the, the card in for the pick, he, do, he doesn't have to do anything. Well, Trey Lance being a mega bust is, is not helping the Arizona Cardinals. The Niners got the third best quarterback. They made that trade at the end of March, which is what we thought the timeline was going to be for this trade. I still yeah. think it's in their best interest to trade before Thursday, April 27th. I, I think that would put immense pressure on this franchise and look they're paid to, to, to operate under immense pressure Justin but Fields I, is on the board I mean it's not that's the just because the Niners chose the wrong guy doesn't mean yeah I know but it just if you like the guy you like the guy that that's the thing I mean I if an organization falls in love with Richardson it, it's not gonna they're not gonna go well if he's Trey Lance they're, they're gonna fall head over heels in, in love with him and be willing to to do what it takes but, to trade up but that's just it. What if a team loves Richardson before number three, and you have to be able to convince your owner, we got we got Richardson as our top guy, but then we have a fail safe and CJ Stroud. Or what mm-hmm. if they don't? What if they don't like Bryce Young? He's always too small. I don't want to take Bryce Young at three. Now, like I think that's laughable, but I'm not. I'm not saying it's unlikely or it's likely that Anthony Richardson's not going th- third overall or fourth or wherever. I'm just saying, like you have to go. Th- you have to be happy and content with two quarterbacks at three like if something happens if something happens and Anthony Richardson let's say Frank Wright gets his way and it's Baker Mayfield 2.0 and Anthony Richardson goes first overall out of, out of nowhere right Darnold was supposed to go first that draft Baker Mayfield went first instead um what was that back in 2018 with Josh mm-hmm. Rosen and company and just shit hits the fam and then suddenly you know Houston scrambling what do they do I think it's just a tough spot for a team to be in Unless you feel like these are all like 90 plus QB prospects, they're all blue chippers. I could work with them all. Then, then you've got an argument to be made. But let's 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 simplify things, right? Okay. Two quarterbacks are likely to go in the first two picks of the draft. Correct. If you're a team that wants the third quarterback and you want to take out any doubt, you have to do business with the Arizona Cardinals. Well, of course, of course. But I'm so, comparing. I, mean, I think this, it's that simple. And, and Monty Ossiford knows that. Like, if, if you want, if you want Anthony Richardson or however, however the quarterback dominoes fall, you, we're the first team you have to call. We're the only team right now in the draft that you can secure one of those picks. There was just so much certainty in twenty. What was that? 2019, 2020, Trevor Lawrence went first overall. Twenty twenty one, butchering the year. Trevor, everybody knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be the top pick. And then the Jets, in their buffoonery, made it clear, we're taking Zach Wilson. We love him. Did you see his pro day? So it was clear to everybody that those were the top two guys. So then what was the conversation when the Niners traded up to three? It was, was it Trey Lance or Mac Jones, right? We don't have that consensus clarity with the top two quarterbacks yet. And I think that's what's delayed this deal. But I think a- I think where your advantage is is it's like people are kind of taking Young and Stroud off the board because they feel like they're not going to be in the conversation for three. Sure. Don't you feel? And then yeah. people f- have fallen in love with Richardson. He's done. 
what he needed to do throughout this draft process to, help the Cardinals, to get yeah, those but... phone calls coming the way of Monty Osenfort. I, I really believe that. I mean, you look at the tape, you look at the numbers, you look at the performance at Florida, I think that you can be convinced like, hey, is he worth it? But t- teams, they, they, it happens every year. There's, there's teams that, that fall in love with the pre-draft process prospect and are willing to pay for that and 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 then deal with the consequences later of whether or not the, the person was worthy of, of trading up for that and you know the Niners they've somehow gotten away with it because they took Brock Purdy as Mr. Irrelevant and they were able to kind of remedy that by just you know getting lucky finding lightning in a bottle and in, in the last pick of the draft but yeah. you know that doesn't often happen but if a team loves Anthony Richardson and, and they're willing to come up for him, I, you know, I think that's if, – if things solidify more of one and two, it makes Monty Osford's job a little bit easier as far as getting the best deal right now. But until that – if it might not happen, very likely it won't, then we're going to be – this thing's going to be drawn out until April 27th and they're on the Do you the think clock. that's what happens? Do you think we don't get a trade till draft day? I mean, I think for the best deal possible, for the very best deal possible, and to wring that washcloth out and to get every single – like every drip of return from whoever wants to trade up for three, that's probably your best bet at this point. But I want to do mocks of the I know. Pick for the Cardinals. Look, and they're I, gonna rob they've robbed us of this offseason, Bo. You know, it's what you a- want, but what you need is Monty to to play this hand, his 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 card, the one card he last has left up his sleeve, his number one asset that he can really help the Cardinals out rebuilding with is is that third overall pick. As much as I love the man, I mean, give me what I want, Monty. I love these special teamers that you're signing. That's cute. <laughs> let's let's like, give me some content here. Topic 64, back-to-back Super Chats. Thank you so much. $1.99, first one. Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. I'm not certain what that that's supposed to mean other than maybe he wants a wide receiver. We're going to talk about one that the Cardinals are working out tomorrow or meeting with, I should say. But another Super Chat, $4.99. We couldn't score last year. The offense was horrible, 100%. Too many little people for wide receivers. We need some dogs. <laughs> hey, you're not you're talking to the right show. We we want big physical receivers. But right now, number one, not a great receiver class, at least early. And then number two, this franchise, I don't think has the luxury of taking a wide out early right now. We've we've charted it. They've taken a wide receiver in the first two rounds or used to pick on a receiver in the first two rounds, dating back to 2018. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say take a beat. They need everything. Maybe address something else, Bo. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that wide receiver is certainly something they can take later on in the draft. Uh, but when you look at the top wide receiver prospects and you look at the needs, especially yeah. in the trenches, uh, it's something that needs to be addressed. The, the front seven of the defense, or just the defense so bad. overall, it, it is it is rough right now, especially when they continually – I mean, Monty Austinfort is on – he's going to show up on hoarders, and he's they're going to find a bunch of special teamers underneath some – uh, just, just some rough Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, just like a stack of VCRs and like some dead cats, and then a bunch of special teamers. Yeah, uh, that's quite the visual. <laughs> See, manage uh, four ninety nine super chat. But just want to say, appreciate the honesty with K one. He somehow received more negativity than Watson, which spoke volumes of last uh, front office and loved this fresh start. You're not going to find, in my opinion, a more honest podcast as it relates to Kyler Murray than this one. And we're very much pro Kyler Murray. 
Kyler Murray probably knows deep down he's got some things to improve upon. But if if you sit and you're honest with yourself and you don't talk about the immense talent and the opportunity that the Cardinals have with K1, with the right head coaches and infrastructure, I mean, look at these other teams that need a quarterback. It doesn't matter how great and talented their roster is. Washington's mm-hmm. got a nice roster. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have anything. And so these teams behind closed doors with these top three picks are hoping and praying that they're as talented as Kyler Murray. So right. it, you got to get the most out of them now. I was watching, uh, I think ESPN today. I was getting ready for the show and they were talking oh, a couple of the Cardinals topics, like the third overall pick they had Schefter on. And then they talked about DeAndre Hopkins, but every Hopkins highlight they show is just a beautiful pass from Kyler Murray. Of course. It's like you, you, you people forget people have, it, it's such a, you know, what have you done for me lately? And obviously yeah. he had his toughest season of his career in year four and, you know, it was a disaster for the entire organization. And, and K1 wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't completely innocent and all that. But as far as when he's put in a position to be successful and, and he can be set up to make big plays, uh, he, he can do it with, with the best of them in this league. And we're looking forward to uh, him getting back on the playing field. That's for sure. Yeah, we need it. We also need our friends at Bet MGM Sportsbook. And listen, you can't bet right now on any future odds as it relates to Kyler Murray. But if you want to dabble on some NFL future odds regarding the Arizona Cardinals, you can do just that and more. And if you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, come on now. Use bonus code PHNX. You're going to get up to 200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Super simple. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using bonus code PHNX. All you got to do, place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. So for me tonight, my bet MGM pick of the week, it's Nolan Arenado plus 375 anytime home run at Colorado tonight against bold. his former team. What would you like? I'm in the big, bold lines. Uh, uh, you know, unlike my... Oh, for a dinger, huh? Uh, unlike my counterpart on bets, uh, Shane <laughs> Diefenbach, who likes he likes to hit those singles. And for me, I'm, I'm a Monty Austin for... Disciple, I, I want to. I want big swings here, Johnny. Aren't you the one that sent him a pick that was like minus three sixty? But it was part of a parlay. He doesn't understand how those work. That's, a, but that's I what do. they call just like a bunt in the betting game. That's <laughs> that's you just laying a sacrifice bunt down. But no, yeah, you're you, you swing for the fences, and that I is... do. <laughs> it's robust, as is the two hundred dollars in bonus bets you're going to receive instantly using promo code bonus code PHNX, regardless of the outcome of your wager. But yeah. if you win, hell yeah, just make sure. You use bonus code PHNX when you sign up and get this. Join us, Ben MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all Suns away playoff games. Hello. On top of the fact this fall, we're going to be there every single football Sunday. Plus, our PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Nutrio will feature food and drink specials, giveaways, Ben MGM deposit matches. Join us and now join us as uh, that degenerate Shano talks about the disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 
I am putting my money where my mouth is. I've put uh, I put a bet down on Anthony Richardson to be selected third overall on the Bet Sports Book app. So what I cannot the, what wait. What was the line? Huh? Plus you remember the one twenty five. Plus one twenty five. Easy, easy money. Easy money. Yeah, feels like it. That's that's a swing for the fences, my friend. Uh, speaking of the NFL draft, we have. Uh, our draft party going down at four peaks. You don't want to miss it. we got a couple events actually set up at four peaks between now and then, like Coyotes are wrapping up their season later this week. Join them. But uh, of course you can reserve your spot. It's free for our NFL draft party, April 27th drink specials, loaded food menu. You can get in on the garlic cheese, beer bread, maybe some of those chicken rolls. Johnny already mentioned the elite chicken tendies that they have on the menu there. They got so many flatbreads, so many pizzas you can dabble in. Uh, different flavors, different combinations. Plus, they're, they're they're unbelievable entree menu. You can't go wrong there. Plus, all their desserts. And uh, did I mention we've got live draft coverage for the entire first round? Whoa. Depending on with the Arizona Cardinals pick, I'm betting that they're not going to make the pick at three, and it's going to be Anthony Richardson. They're going to trade down, and we're going to be talking later in the draft about some Cardinals picks or a couple, depending on what the haul is in return. But join us. PHNX Cardinals draft day live from Four Peaks April 27th. You can RSVP. We got the uh, the the link there on our socials. Uh, just follow at PHNX underscore Cardinals and check out the events going on at Four Peaks. I mean, you can't go wrong with all the beers that they have brewed there on location. How about their flagship Kilt Lifter? They got the number one wheat beer in the state, the Wow Wheat. And then if you're an IPA person, you can check out all their delicious IPAs and their bourbon barrel selection, which is so smooth. I'm going to have maybe a couple of them come draft night. Have one with me at Four Peaks. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer, but you don't have to enjoy the vibes and everything else at Four Peaks. Come join us. Come join us. Come hang out. It is the party of the year for PHNX Cardinals thus far. Kicking off 2023 in this new era of Arizona Cardinal football. We can't wait to see you. The RSVP list is free. Sign up right now. You can find it on either of our Twitter handles, PHNX underscore Cardinals. We want a head count because we want to hang with all of you at Four Peaks in Tempe. Uh, we'd love to hang with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think if I put out that feeler, he would probably take too kindly to it right now because <laughs> my man's in limbo. He's been working out, hanging out with Isaiah Simmons, if you've been mm-hmm. kind of stalking him, which I have on Instagram and et cetera, all the social media platforms. But um, Cardinals start their off-season workout, you know, program tomorrow. You think D-Hop's not going to be there? I'm holding out hope that he does show up. But another receiver found a home over the weekend, that being Odell Beckham, which we both thought big shoe to fall, not particularly where he goes, but how much money he's making. And depending on where you get your information from, he's got a deal that pays him at minimum $15 million for this year. It's a one-year deal, does Beckham, going to Baltimore with incentives that could balloon it up to $18 million. Well, if you didn't know already, that's right around what D-Hop would make, $20, $21 million after the Cardinals were to trade him and incur some of that dead money. So, Bo Brock, let me ask you this. Now that Baltimore has snagged up Odell, does this, in fact, I don't know, push the acceleration button on a D-Hop trade, or does this change anything at all, in your opinion? Um, It slightly changes things. Here's where it changes things for the Cardinals and the trade market for DeAndre Hopkins is it pushes him up to the top wide receiver available, but the contract continues to be a sticking point because when you look at Odell Beckham Jr., like, yeah, it's could make 18 million bucks, $15 million guaranteed. 
Uh, Jeff Zerbiak of the Baltimore Suns reporting that there's probably some void gears in there to kind of alleviate what the cap hit's going to be this year. They're, they're I guess, saying it's going to be around $3 million, but I think people are trying to figure out what the actual cap, cap number is. But he could have up to four void years. So a yeah. one-year deal is actually, a, a, what, a five-year deal, but with four yeah. void years. And it could be $11 million uh, dead money next year. And there's really no way unless you restructured things uh, to avoid that $11 million cap charge. So it's the GM there in Baltimore wanted Odell Beckham Jr. He did what it took and probably overpaid for him, but he got the top wide receiver available without having to give up any kind of draft capital or anything. But So I think that's why it slightly changes things. But DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it's going to come down to – you know, does he restructure? Does he add some void years on the back end of his deal, which is at two years right now to alleviate some some of that cap hit that a team would have to incur in order to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be 31 years old this year and has played half the games the last two seasons. So there are a couple of tough red flag variables that still are there that o- Odell Beckham Jr. signing doesn't resolve. Yeah, it, it's... It's worrisome, again, that we're at this point, the conversation surrounding DeAndre Hopkins being cut, I think is laughable, but until the trade inevitably happens, you have to entertain it. I also think it sets a precedent, Bo Brock, with Monty Austin for that. If he were to cut or trade away Hop for pennies on the dollar, that sends a message out to the rest of the NFL like, hey, anytime things are difficult, I'm just going to wilt. I'm going to wilt over if I have an asset that's not performing or if I have a we have a we have a stranglehold on a relationship. Now nah, I'm just I'm just gonna cave. You guys take it for whatever you want. I, I think going back to our conversation about trading down from pick three to whenever or wherever, I think this is falls under the same category. This is just you just yeah. have to hold out. You have to hold out until you get exactly what you need, and that might be in June. Shit, that might be August and September. The biggest difference is you are not under a timeline in which you need to trade DeAndre Hopkins anymore. If you could have traded him in March, perfect. But we, we're both under the mindset, strongly feel like Cardinals are going to get extra picks here in, in the next couple of weeks. And we already have a kind of source that Cardinals like this draft class. They don't love it, right? Let's just mm-hmm. put it to you that way. So if that's the mindset, why wouldn't you just trade Hopkins later? Trade him during the season. Trade him at the start of training camp. Trade him when somebody has an injury. Your second round pick next year could be valuable from a team. You could you could get a third and a future third. I I think they are very open to waiting this out until they get exactly what they want, what whether it be this year or next year. If yeah. they're on the clock or somebody else is and they don't like who's available, trade trade the pick away for for D Hop. Absolutely. But to to say, well, they have to shed his cap hit. Well, the fuck they do. They have cap room. Right. right, the Cardinals aren't in a position where they have to cut DeAndre Hopkins. That narrative, somebody's gonna have to explain that to me because I have I have no idea what you're getting after. The Cardinals are signing players to one and two year contracts, so not spending any money. They have money to spend, and at the end of the day, cutting him now or trading him during the season, it accomplishes the same thing, which is that money's gone for 2024. Pay him out this year. Who cares? Yeah. Why does that matter? Yeah. Uh, Mr. J in the chat, uh, get this comment. We're not disagreeing with this at all. And I don't think any GM 
that has film would disagree with this as well, that DeAndre Hopkins is better than Odell Beckham Jr., no doubt about it. I mean, the production, just you you look at the tape and his ability to get open as far as he's probably one of the elite possession receivers still in this game, even going into his age 31 season. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't had a 1,000-yard receiving season since when, 2019? I yeah. mean, as far as his production. And that was underwhelming. Huh? It was an underwhelming season, too, I think, with Cleveland. Yeah. We barely got there. He The the 2,000-yard the receiving seasons he's had even before that, like, yeah, he snuck in there. He snuck in there, and he was averaging like 65 yards per game, and it just wasn't impressive. But when we saw DeAndre Hopkins on the field playing with Kyler Murray, he was the same old DeAndre Hopkins. He was D-Hop. He was out there making one-handed catches. He was out there getting separation by his elite route running, like, it, the, the biggest issue continues to be, and you'll hear it from people you respect, and then there's people you don't respect, <clears throat> Steve Kime, and yep. they will say the biggest issue is the contract, and they're not yeah. wrong. I mean, that's just that's the problem. Like people staring down, having to take the cap pit that DeAndre Hopkins would take. Like they just don't in a cap league. You've got to move some things around, and and it's tough. It becomes tough when the player is his own agent. Now I know he has some representation now, isn't that right, Johnny? But yeah, he, he has kind of a default agent. I don't know if he's giving them like run-of-the-mill cut of his money. I That remains to be seen. I do think that he wants a new deal. I know he yeah. wants a new deal when he gets traded. And if he doesn't get traded, then the Cardinals will basically ride this out. So he gets what he's what he's owed, but he doesn't get a new contract. But he's owed a lot of money. He's yeah. owed $29 million this year. And he's going to get all of that. It's all guaranteed. Whether he goes here, it's dead money, it's on a future team. So I, I think Hopkins is in a, a, a no-lose situation. He stays right. with the Cardinals. He gets paid out. He's beloved. Doesn't have to relocate. He gets traded somewhere, presumably where they're trying to win with a young quarterback. He's going to get a new contract, going to get more money. I, I just this, this Hopkins narrative, which is also lazy, by the way, that he's upset and disgruntled and doesn't want to make it work. It's like, do you know who DeAndre Hopkins is? Right. Like DeAndre Hopkins was a good soldier at the end of last year when the team was terrible. He was out there playing his ass off until the Cardinals held him back for the trade market. I just, I, I, you will not be able to get over. I, I think as a first time GM and head coach, foolishly trading away for pennies on the dollar or cutting DeAndre Hopkins with your fan base. If that's I mean, your after, first significant move, you can't get over that. Him playing football, any downs, uh, Without Kyler Murray, I mean, tip of the cap to him. I mean, we saw it. Trace McSorley threw 10 balls in his dire- his general direction. Yeah, and he I caught just, the only ball that was I don't like talking to- about playing any quarter for football without Kyler Murray. It's not right. my jam. It, like and it's, yeah, I mean, and that that's what they're staring down, at least, you know, the first potentially first couple of weeks of the season. So, no, I agree with you. I think that as far as the, he's a consummate professional, uh, he's very, you know, don't get that mixed up with him being a prideful guy and, and wanting to – you know, cash in, you know, as far as his final years of that, he's going to be the most productive in this league and his ability to cash in on potentially raising a Lombardi trophy. It's, uh, you know, Deandre Hopkins is still a a solid player. And that's, that's the thing is like, there's going to be teams that are going to realize that they're, they're, they're very limited in the playmaking department on their, in their wide receiver core. And then they're going to pick up the phone again and call Monty Austin for it and say, you know what? That asking price isn't, it's not unrealistic. Let's talk. Like, are you, are you playing in the AFC with these other teams with juggernaut offenses and quarter and quarterbacks? Are you playing in the AFC with Joe Burrow 
Remember, remember everybody thought Joe Burrow and, and company, they were going to lose key members of the receiving core. And look, they kept everybody because they're trying to win championships. And you're Bill Belichick and you're trotting out Mac Jones with Juju. And I, I love Patrick Mahomes and company. Like they have Kadarius Tony. That's about it, right? And he right. was a little bit of a gadget player last year. Brad Spielberger, friend of the program, PFF underscore Joining Brad us tomorrow, by the way. He Very is continued. joining us tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to join us on the show tomorrow. And hopefully he can break something as it relates to Hopkins. But he <laughs> tweeted over the weekend. He said, great development for DeAndre Hopkins after uh, Odell Beckham got signed for that much money. I agree. I think, it's, yeah. I, I think it only helps the Cardinals sell the narrative to other teams like, yeah, he's worth this money. Fork over some picks, goddammit. We're just we're sick of doing this. Come on, Bill. What are you gonna do? You're gonna draft a long snapper? You're gonna draft a <laughs> kick returner? You're gonna draft an undersized receiver that's probably a bust? Come on now. Frustrated. I I we're in frustration season. We're in line season, but we're in frustration season with people disrespecting DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't like it. Like, well, I mean, it's respecting our players. It's people talk about the leverage, and I still believe that the Arizona Cardinals are in in the catbird seat as far as this goes. Is like DeAndre Hopkins. You can go to him and say, "Hey, if you don't want to, you know, budge on your contract, then that the reality is you're playing for a rebuilding team come next fall. If you're the team that doesn't want to spend a, a draft capital because of the cap number, it's like, okay, well, Bill, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, that's a great." Option one, go go for it. See how that goes. Hold on, as you mentioned, the 11 picks that New England has or Vegas has 12 picks. It's like, really, you're going to go take some, you're going to make some lottery picks late in the draft? Why not send, flip a, a three to the Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins? I, because come the fall or once you make it through the rigors of training camp and preseason, guys drop off and you realize that you're short on playmakers and, and People are willing to pay again for that. So it, it's going to, it's patience is going to have to pay off again for Monty Osford. It's unfortunate for this fan base because they want to see what this Cardinals team looks like and they want it now. I mean, that's just the generation we live in. Uh, let me ask you this give me a percentage. Okay. The likelihood in a percentage, I'm going to go week five, Sunday, October 8th, State Farm Stadium, if they're playing at home. I, we don't have the schedule yet. Yeah. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins suit up and play for the Arizona Cardinals Sunday, October 8th, which is week five. Give me a likelihood and a percentage that that happens. Both are playing together. Uh, it was like zero. Is there, is there a go, percentage less than zero? You're going to go zero percent? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What do you think it is? What's the likelihood in your opinion? 10. I'll go 10%. Why not? 10%. What I saw from Kyler Murray last week. Yeah, okay, here's the is is it is a more or higher chance of your of your bet hitting of Nolan Arenado leaving the yard tonight? It's like that, that percentage of a of no, a pick. That's like that's like that's almost four out of ten. You know, betting works <laughs> plus three seventy five. This is this is if you get D Hop and Kyler Murray playing together. There's not a forty percent chance that Nolan Arenado is going to hit a jack tonight. It was plus 375. It's got better. It's almost got that odds. <laughs> um, all right. Is he hitting from second base? He always goes deep when he goes back to cores, I guess. Okay. Um, well, I, I can't believe Bo didn't take 1%. You wouldn't say 1% that there's a chance. He hopped on the team. Kyler's yeah. back. Okay. That Everybody was looking forward to you just saying maybe 30%. Maybe we'll give some some hope to the fan base. Bo's just, he's, he's playing the role. But of you're here. saying before the trade deadline, right? 
Well, yeah, because I think Kyler Murray's coming back in October. Yeah, and I and if but I think if the biggest keeps, like the the biggest question is like when do they get the deal done to trade Diop? Don't you just feel like it's inevitable that it's going to happen this offseason? I, I did. I was told by many people they they're not going to pay him that money, but it's like they also thought he'd be dealt by now. There were right. reports from some media here locally that it was done. It was going to be done when free agency started. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Free agency started. Does anybody know that? <laughs> yeah, it's been free agency has been going on for a hot minute, about six weeks. And DeAndre right. Hopkins is still on the team. You got Albert Breer, friend of the program. God love you, Albert, saying, well, teams are just waiting for them to cut him. Cut DeAndre Hopkins. Fuck that. No, just keep him <laughs> on the team. Yeah. Why would you cut him? You don't need the money. You're paying Kyler Murray yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins right now to play football for you. In 2023, let him play football. If Kyler Murray looks good, I, I think you really, if Jonathan Gannon, we love him, we know him, hopefully you have him on the show one day. If Jonathan Gannon sees Kyler Murray and he's ahead of schedule and they're not getting jack shit for, for DeAndre Hopkins trade offers, I'm going up to Bidwell and Austin Ford and I'm saying, just sit the next few plays out with this D-Hop trade thing and let's see <laughs> what we have kind of percolating in the fall. Like, what if... What if you Bose at OTAs? No, I'm sorry. Bose at training camp, not country mm-hmm. club training camp. They're gonna have actually a real training camp this year with a real head coach. Um, and there and there's there's Hopkins running routes, and Kyler Murray's just casually throwing the ball to him. Uh hello, Bet MGM Sportsbook, hammer the over for five wins. Uh, I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> Even if Kyler Murray's not playing in September, that that to me, you want to inject some life into this season. Hot damn. Uh, you want to inject some life into your convenience store game, our <laughs> friends at Circle K. We're so excited, in all seriousness, to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K, best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas. Just signed up, 20 cents off of my gas through the end of May because I'm going to be bebopping around Tempe, Four Peaks, PHNX headquarters, maybe some trips out to Glendale. Yes, sir. Stock up. March Madness is over, but guess what? We're right in to Suns postseason. And if you're ready with us to get hydrated with a little, uh, little Monster Energy drink, Red Bull, caffeinated Gatorades, iced coffees, Polar Pops, whatever you need, our friends at Circle K have got you covered. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. If you're out, be bopping around the valley. It's hot as holy hell today. It's great. I love the heat. I love the gross heat. But I don't love having no gas with no refreshments. Right. And I don't want to go to the mom and pop with all due respect, gas stations where I'm, you know, may get my tires slashed. I want to go to four. I want to go to Circle K and you want to go to Circle K. Check them out. CircleK.com slash store locator to find the nearest Circle K to you, Bo. Yeah. Speaking of the heat, Polar Pop goes crazy right now. Ice cold. They got the crushed ice. Can't go wrong with that. Also, the heat. Why not stay inside? Why not just plop down on your more furniture, couch, course. chair, your lounger, have that AC just cranked all the way up and just enjoy it, right? Enjoy the splendor of air conditioning and your more furniture. They've got the limited time doorbusters right now. You got to check them out, morefurniture.com. They got a bed. They got the Bellamy Slay bed. It's a beautiful bed. I, I can tell you, it looks gorgeous. It would look great in your oh. bedroom. How about the lounge chair, the recliner? They got it in gray and black. It's the Bolero 2 Power Recliner that we have here at PHNX Studio. It looks sleek. It looks awesome. It's comfortable. It does so many different functions from uh, it, it, you can plug your phone in, to you can recline in it, to you can adjust the headrest. It, it does everything you want a recliner to do. You can get it under $500 right now, $495, morefurniture.com. That's your limited digital doorbuster. 
you can get up to 72 months interest-free financing as well during their spring, their spring sale. Uh, hundreds of items for less than $45 a month. And you can get in on that white glove delivery when you spend just under $1,000 at $9.99. We talk about the heat. You don't want to be moving furniture around when it's 95 to 176 degrees outside. Uh, more furniture will deliver it for you. They'll brave the heat and the elements, and they'll get you set up exactly how you want it with their white glove delivery. Check things out, morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Uh there's a lot of let's just call it dumb shit on Twitter earlier today, and uh, I want to entertain it right now. Uh, Phil Sims, uh, I don't know if you know this, hates Will Anderson Jr. He released his top five edge rushers. It wasn't Chris Sims. Chris Sims, not so. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris Sims uh, ranked Will Anderson his fifth rated defensive end. <laughs> so I don't even know if that's entertaining or or worth entertaining. He had Tyree Wilson one, right? He did. And then number two was who? Like Miles Murphy. Yeah, and then there no, it was like the kid from Iowa, which I like. He's fine. Ness. Ness, yeah. Um, I I couldn't even tell you who the other two were because I was so appalled. Uh, it was gross. It was, and I like Chris Sims. He's a good guy. Uh, we've had him on the show. Is that just clickbait at this point? You, there's no way you're watching four other defensive ends ahead of ahead of our guy Will Anderson Jr. That makes me sad. Here it yeah, here's the list. I, I think Kyrie yeah, I mean, Wilson, Lucas Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Will McDonald, the fifth. From yeah, from Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm not buying it. It's obviously where where we it's peak crazy season as we're two and a half weeks out. We're probably a week and a half shy of usual crazy season. But like you're seeing mock drafts, like uh, Lance Erline put. It's all clickbait and it's all to you know conjure up some sort of reaction. And that's that's what's going on. But I usually respect what Chris Sims has to say. We had a good conversation with him at the Super Bowl earlier earlier this year. So uh, yeah, it's tough. You've got you know obviously the the people who when we have the report from Ian Rappaport that Quentin Johnston the wide receiver from TCU is coming in for a visit and that yeah. you know people completely brush off the idea that he could end up as an Arizona Cardinal they're doing their due diligence they're checking in on Quentin Johnston for a reason yeah. they're intrigued by his tape he was a big time playmaker he made a play uh, a bunch of them in the Fiesta Bowl Johnny you were there six catches over 160 yards and a big time yeah. touchdown for the Frogs I mean it's He's a playmaker, and and that's you know something that uh, the the Cardinals are going to lack if they trade away a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. So, oh man. oh man, can you imagine this team's on the clock at like pick eleven, and that's their pick? Could you see any yeah. scenario on that happening? I, I, I don't, I, I don't think that that's it, it's something to where it, it wouldn't be great for Johnston, but if he slides down draft boards, or if the Cardinals are in the back end of the first round, maybe something that they should entertain. But even then, you're like. Take a look at an offensive lineman, for God's sake. Take a look at a defensive lineman. Take a look at a corner or an edge. Like, I I don't know, but like you, you see a guy that that made plays for for TCU. He's a big he was, reason he's why special. they they shocked everybody. It made Max Duggan uh, a a Heisman candidate. So I like yeah, I like a lot of TCU players for the Cardinals. That's not one of them, uh, and that's it's purely based on his positional value for this team. And they, they need to value other positions. For those of you who just joined, Chris Sims had Will Anderson Jr., his, his fifth-rated defensive end. He had two players from the state of Iowa before Will Anderson Jr. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. What's not unfortunate, let me ask you this, Bo Brock, because um, Skaronsky, Peter Skaronsky, has been a name that's been linked to the top 10 
goodness, since like before draft season started, December, January. But now what we thought may be true is coming to fruition. Teams are viewing him as guard. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could play a maybe at right tackle. We have his measurements, right? We have his weight. He's a guard. Um, if the Cardinals trade down, what is the earliest you would be comfortable taking Skronsky? Which, by the way, several NFL execs, this was on Twitter this morning, think he's got Hall of Fame level potential as a guard. Now, people said the same thing about Jonathan Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have PTSD because that was Kimes' first draft. But what's the earliest you would take Skronsky if you knew the Cardinals intended to play him at guard? Uh, I mean, there's a slew of prospects that you view like with higher ceilings, right? And more as far as premier positions go. And when we talk premier positions, you think uh, even on the offensive line, tackle is ahead of of guard. So if we're talking guard, I think he loses out to those guys. Um, And then you think about the defensive side of the football, mostly edge guys in that conversation that are probably better prospects and then corners, more of a premium position, uh, better prospects than Skaronsky. But um, if I, I would say like if, if New England is in the picture to trade up and you trade down the 14, you're somehow getting that range. Fine. Yeah. 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 Elijah Vera Tucker, I think two years ago, went in the top 15. He's a good player when he's healthy. I, I wouldn't hate it at pick 11. It wouldn't be my first choice. As somebody said in the chat, his arms are a little too short to play tackle. I like what it would represent. Like Mike Ayupati once upon a time went in the teens. I think that's very comparable and I, I just think his bus value, I think, is very low. I, I you, do think you could plug him in tomorrow as your starting left guard, though. I mean, yeah, that's that's the that's the value that you he's get only, from a he, guy like Skronsky. He's not even twenty two years old yet. You know that his work ethic is immense. I mean, IQ off the charts. I, I'm anywhere in the teens. I could be talking. If you were a team sure. that played the previous season to be in the teens, picking. A guy like Skronsky would be great. You plug and yeah. play. But when you're a team that went four and thirteen, you know, entertaining point. taking a guy whose two his, his arms are Tyrannosaurus Rex length uh, to play. You know, he's a tackle that's going to move to guard. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there's too many. You know, you're not maximizing the value of where you're picking, or even in the top ten. Like I think this. that that's tough. <laughs> yeah. Eddie asking, is he better than Quentin Nelson? He's not a better prospect than Quentin Nelson, no. Uh, I think he's a very solid top 20 prospect. Yeah. But for to Bo's point, which is really well said, it's like the Cardinals have the third pick for the re- for a reason. Right. Can their first pick really be a guard? You gotta be you gotta be convinced. He's like Bo mentioned, plug and play, play him day one. He's like he he needs to be like a Pro Bowl level guard by the end of his first year. And that's mm-hmm. a lot to put on the kid. Um, so we mentioned Quentin Johnson. He's meeting with the Cardinals tomorrow. Uh, Cardinals made a signing today, Bo Brock. Uh, yeah. not sure if you saw this or not. Ex Vikings cornerback wasn't Patrick Peterson. Uh, Chris Boyd, a special teams ace who has some starting experience, joins the Redbirds on a one year deal. Uh, I mentioned this on Twitter. I think it's a kind of an under the radar signing for April. This is somebody yeah. who I firmly think is going to log snaps in their secondary and joins a lot of good special teamers that they brought on board. I mean, Cardinals may be a tough watch on certain Sundays this year, but their special teams are going to be on point. Right. Yeah, you have to win in all three phases, right? And it's offense, defense, special teams. And I think the Arizona Cardinals, dare I say, their special teams is (laughs) special, Johnny. Oh, Jesus. Do we have the, the, what was that, the CSI or whatever? Ah! 
Yeah, you know, where he pulls off the glasses of the shades after saying yeah. something really hokey. Look, yeah. I heard that uh, a guy like um, Boyd is unbelievable teammate. As far as punt and gunning, there isn't anybody that does it better in the league. Isn't doesn't play with his hair on fire like like uh, Boyd does. He's a perfect CB six. Somebody who covers the Vikings very closely and is is a great locker room guy. He's a complete bozo in there, and people love him and gravitate to him. So I'm excited to see what Boyd brings to the table. And, you know, he fits what Josh Woods brings from Detroit. And, yep. you know, these are these are not things that, like, obviously when you when you think of uh, a, a turnaround or a reset, like, hey, go out there and get the best special teamers you can, but it's part of the equation, right? And if you can identify these guys that where it doesn't become a liability and becomes kind of a strength and you can create, uh, you know, different you know possessions with your offense because you made plays on special teams then great so yeah they're yeah. paying attention this is the details right this is the details well and jeff rogers should be awarded some good players he's done you could argue the best job out of all three coordinators the last couple of years in coordinating his unit um and the cardinals are going to try to win by running the football and playing special teams at a high level and then hopefully their defense you know you know gets better as the year goes on they got to find a defensive line um, to, to be able to play some defense, obviously. Uh, easy asking, I think Kyler, or saying, I think Kyler's going to be back by week three. Easy, you and I are, are are speaking the same language. I think Kyler Murray's back way sooner than people think. Um, and I think the Cardinals, while they are cautious with him, they're optimistic as well. And I think he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. I know that for a fact. And uh, maybe there's some reason and some rhyme. The Cardinals were negotiating with Joshua Dobbs uh, in March. And now they haven't brought in a quarterback outside of David Blau, which mm-hmm. you wouldn't assume is a, is a threat to Kyler Murray. Obviously, I, I think that's maybe them showing you, and hey, we're going we're going to leave it open for Kyler Murray to show us what he's got. This missing the whole season garbage and being back by Thanksgiving, I, I think that narrative is going to be dead and buried by the time we hit training camp and you see number one out there moving around with his teammates. Right. They they didn't they didn't uh, scramble after Dobbs signed back with the Cleveland Browns and yeah. maybe some other options came off, went off the table, maybe a Gardner Minshew um, to, to find that bridge quarterback. Yeah. They seem to be going with guys who are backup caliber quarterbacks and the expectation is them to play maybe a backup caliber amount of games. Right. And that's, yeah. you know, about three games. So if, if they can pull that off and they can get Kyler back in a, in a good position and the, they, they're, they're still being as cautious as possible or precautious, then that's fine. Uh, so wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing to have old Skaronsky protecting K1. No, I'll tell you no, that. They, I, they definitely have some work to do still on that offensive line. Just because they're, they're signing a bunch of got no name guys. Doesn't mean that it, that's the solution, but no. you do like that they're flooding the position and that they're going to have some options going in, you know, throughout, OTAs and in the training camp with with guys who have started games and sure are, are you know weren't exactly held in high regard from their previous fan bases but they're guys that that have the ability to go in there and you can plug and play and, and hopefully get a, a good start or two from them but um, something just tells me Bo Austin Ford and, and Petten both have come from places maybe not so much Gannon where the run game was so prevalent and you yeah. wanted to protect your quarterbacks with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it's like I, I would not be surprised if, t- and this would be outlandish for for Cardinals to see, Cardinal fans to see, like what if two of their first three picks are offensive linemen? What if they get a tackle, you know, in in their trade back, and then they double down at pick thirty four and they get John Michael Schmitz or they get Osiris Torrance? Like, 
if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm fired up if I see that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be massive. It'd be yeah. massive. Um, did you see one of the Cardinals almost jinxed the Masters champion yesterday? I did. Or did? I did see that. Yeah. Zach Ertz Zach just Ertz. flat out <laughs> jinxed them. Uh, and J.J. Watt threw him under the bus even more so after Rom talked about him and his, uh, his I guess, post-Masters media availability. But uh, Zach Ertz, in a text thread with J.J. Watt, John Rom, and Ertz, titled birdies and babies <laughs> did you notice that when, that's when something that's something there? yeah i saw that part and, and there's and so Ertz, many layers to this Ertz text let's have a day john start fast and then watt echoes let's go john pretend you're playing with zach and i you'll set a course record and then Ertz comes in with first hole gr- first hole green looks like a walk in the park what does yeah, john baby. rom proceed to do open his round with what was it? Triple bogey? It was a four putt. He four, four putt. putted on the first green. Yeah. Uh, you're not the biggest golfer, John, Johnny, but no. uh, that's not good. Anything beyond the, the rules. two putt is is not great. Yes, I do know the rules of golf, and that was bad. <laughs> Buddy, I, hey, I, you know what? Makes he me did think, like, what else did Zach Ertz maybe not know was going to be as bad as it was? Was he like, hey, we're going to cruise eight wins this season, and the Arizona Cardinals proceed to win four? Uh, yeah, maybe don't have, uh, Zach Ertz negotiate the D hop trade or the trade. <laughs> uh, Hey guys, we'll just give us a day three pick. We're in good shape. Um, now hopefully- oh, you'll trade yeah. Zach. You'll trade D hop by day one of free agency. That's probably <laughs> what he texted money. Guys, this is in the bag. You guys are going to have 20 picks by Easter. Oh, we haven't added any. Whoops. Sorry guys. Uh, good stuff. Uh, old Johnny, he, he did what the Cardinals couldn't do. He finished strong on the back end. Cardinals need to take a page out of his book. I'm sick of seeing this team win one game over the course of the final, what, six to eight weeks of the regular season. Um, but uh, it, was, it was an interesting, like, Cardinals out of nowhere name drop where this team has been name dropped for all the wrong reasons uh, earlier in the week with the Michael Bidwell report. So yeah. I'm sure they, sure old Mr. B didn't hate seeing that. It's like, oh, take some heat off of me. I don't have to release a leak about uniforms every other day now. Um, yeah, tough tough one for, for Brooksy. Yeah, when, and Peter, when, Peter when, King had a quote about terry mcdonough who was the one that was yeah throwing the allegations out there and, and basically saying he's not backing down at all from any of this so so dig in but he said quote um i am will mcdonough's son meaning i'm going to fight this one hard the way my dad would have will one of the great football columnists of all time did not take guff from anyone ever mm. so uh mcdonough is gonna dig in and this is gonna get Probably really ugly. Yeah. Albert Breer put out an, an article this morning. It's like he, he and Peter King side by side. And it was basically Cardinals, Michael Bidwell need to be investigated by the NFL. Like he he's calling for an investigation. Like, and then he, he noted Sarver and the Suns. He noted Clippers and Donald Sterling. He noted Washington and their egregious ownership with Daniel Snyder. Like, until Michael Bidwell can clear his name, if that happens, like that's the company you keep. That's the category you're in right now, which yeah. is super and unfortunate, look, like, but it, maybe it's deserving. And, and just because this guy's dad was a renowned what, football columnist, right? Yeah. You know, and, and dug in and saw things through. And, and, you know, obviously McDonough comes from a pretty respected family. His, his brother was the GM for the Suns and his, bro- yeah. his other brother was the voice of Monday Night Football for a season or two. It's like, 
doesn't mean that he didn't have his own issues and that these allegations, you know, he, he could still yeah. clear his name of these allegations. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, what he's doing is he's setting up, uh, uh, he's digging in and he's, it's going to, like I said, there's going to, we've seen both sides already go at each other and it's been about as ugly as it can get. And what's been alleged is brutal. Um, and we'll see where it goes from here, but I, I think everybody's anticipating it, it not getting any, any nicer or getting resolved anytime soon. No. Uh, and again, Cardinals aren't going to lose any draft picks if it happens in two and a half weeks. This draft yeah. is set. Future drafts, who knows? Breer thought maybe there'd be a fine in place. Maybe there'd be some draft capital loss. He didn't get into specifics as it relates to first, second, third. But, I mean, he he talked br- bluntly about potentially Michael Bidwell losing the team if it got out. And he he didn't – that wasn't in respect to the burden for him. That was in respect to – how he treated or treated my, treats minority uh, employees that work for him while also being the head of the diversity and the inclusion program. And then also how he treated as we chronicled the, the two pregnant women making them cry. So yeah, buckle up, Mr. B, not a, not a fun place to be right now. Uh, what is a fun place though is go phnx.com. You can pick up a fresh hat or t-shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker. You can get it for free, by the way, if you sign up for a PHNX membership partnership Become a part of our family. Die hard right now. Become a part of the PHNX family. Die hard membership right now. You sign up for the entire year and you get a free hat and or t-shirt every single year. It's not a one-off. Plus, you get 20% off all events. All articles are free. 90% of articles are free anyway. But the premier choice articles like our guy Howard Balzer tends to write, promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, are for free you get money off at the merchandise locker. You get to yell at Bo and I in the exclusive member Discord. So many benefits to being a diehard at gophnx.com. No better time to sign up ahead of the PHNX draft party at Four Peaks, April 27th. Now is the time. Order your gear, rock it, show support. We're going to have our gear on that night as well. And uh, yeah, check it out. Gophnx.com. Yeah. I'll, I'll institute this right now. If you show up wearing any PHNX swag, I will buy you a beer happily. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll double, we'll double down on that. That's a deal. That is a good deal. It's a we'll double deal. down. Check it out. Become a diehard. It's, it's worth its weight in gold. Plus, you get a free Four Peaks be- beverage on me. Uh, tomorrow, it doesn't even have to be a Cardinal t-shirt either. It can be any no, t-shirt. PHNX. That's, yep. that's the dealio. PHNXlocker.com. Uh, Brad Spielberger going to give us an update on the DeAndre Hopkins trade market tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. And then uh, Emperor MJ on Twitter hit me up in my DMs. He thought it'd be fun if you and I, I don't know if you want to do this tomorrow, we did dueling mock drafts. So I Let's do mine, do you do yours. Let's do it. It wasn't Emperor Palpatine. It was Emperor who? MJ. Mm, you didn't get that reference. All right. Yeah, dueling mock drafts sound great. <laughs> Anybody? Palpatine? It was, a, it was a Star Wars reference. All okay. Right. Uh, duly mock drafts tomorrow. I'm, I'm game for it. I can do it. All that. right. Sounds good. For Johnny Venerable, follow him on Twitter at Johnny Venerable. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Follow me at Bo Brock. Have a great rest of your Monday unless something breaks. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.